Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Join us each week to catch up on what we've been up to lately, whether it's saving the world from space aliens or learning how to change a diaper. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at GameLifeBalance.us. I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. You know what's going to happen in this episode, Jonathan Martin? What, what's going to happen? Tell me all about it. You didn't say my full name. Cody Goff. Yes. Other other host of this, a podcast this, in yes. which we talk. Game Life Balance US. So, listener, welcome to our, to our, our second episode, which I said at some point in time that I wouldn't number our episodes anymore, and I immediately forgot how to do that. Um, before we started recording... John was like, what are we going to talk about? And I wanted to talk about what we're going to talk about after we started recording. Do you see what I'm saying? You want to organize the episode live. Kind of. Okay. That's, that, you want to you show how the sausage is made. You want to you make the sausage right here. Kind of. I kind of want to yeah. make sausage. Okay. You, I, love, you love the sausage. It actually sounds pretty good right now. I, I would go That's, for a sausage. Night, you do. You like that sausage. You've always said that to me. So, Jonathan and I, as, as you know from our podcast intro and description, are really into the whole striking a, a balance between gaming and life. And John found a cool way to do that. So we're going to talk about that, and that ties into some other bigger topics like New Year's resolutions and stuff. But this is like this is new. This whole this whole quote unquote lifestyle podcast that John and I are doing. Like, doesn't need to be about video games necessarily, but kind of maybe sometimes is podcast. Right, because... That was what we were originally going to title it. Is that... Well, yeah, and... Well, <laughs> it didn't do well with our with our test market. No, but the search term optimization was awesome. Because, oh, yeah. Because, like, every, every... We used every word in the English language. <laughs> we did. So here we are, after having done a video game podcast or a what was what was sold pitched as a video game podcast for four years now we have to have conversations and i don't we don't have to i don't think i know how to talk to you like a person you know yeah that's i mean i guess <clears throat> i guess that's fair right i mean the only thing we have in common is video games i barely know you i've only known you since second grade so that's like 25 years that's a that's the blink of an eye Dumbledore lived to be 400. Yeah, but then he was killed by Snape Spoilers Book 6. Oh my god, spoiler alert. Well, thanks for ruining the... Speaking of spoiler alert, I saw, for the first time this weekend, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh my god, you finally saw Star Wars. And... I finally saw... So, so, and I'll, and so I have literally spent the past four and a half-ish weeks avoiding spoilers online. First of all... Do you realize how hard that is to do? Especially as somebody who reads Reddit on a regular basis. Shout out to Reddit as a website because they took it upon themselves to make sure that like, if large spoiler threads were popping up, that they'd never hit the front page so that people that hadn't seen the movie... I don't know how long they did that for, but you couldn't find spoilers about the movie on the front page of Reddit for a long time. But avoiding them online just in general, whether it be in comment sections of places, it was hard. It was right. a very difficult process. But I managed to do it, and I didn't compromise my first viewing experience. Have you ever been to a real IMAX theater? What do you mean real IMAX? So you can go to an AMC theater down the street, or you can go to a Regal Cinema down the street, and you can go to their IMAX screen, right? And it's... It says IMAX on the side, and it's like a really big screen, and it, they call it their IMAX screen. And that's like, I think generally what people think of when they think of IMAX, right? Is, is that what you think of when you think of IMAX? Mm, I guess. Okay. What if I told you that the real IMAX was something different than that? I wouldn't believe you. Okay. So a real IMAX 
is a screen that is that is six stories tall. It basically, if you sit in the middle of the theater in a real IMAX theater, the screen completely encompasses your vision. As in, your peripheral vision is still being held by the edges of the screen. So that was my first view. And it has, it has higher quality sound than what you find in a regular theater as well. So that was my first Force Awakens experience. We have one at the Brookfield Zoo. It's the only IMAX, I believe, in Minnesota. The wait, only real IMAX. Wait, the Brookfield Zoo is in Chicago. Right. The Brookfield Zoo in Chicago. Sorry. The Minnesota the Minnesota Zoo. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I said Brookfield Zoo. It's, it's the medicine. I'm on all these crazy ass meds. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh it's the the Minnesota Zoo. And I think it's our only real IMAX. It's the only IMAX um in the state of Minnesota. Wow. It was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, then the movie was quite good. So did you so you liked it? Yeah. So let's let's talk for just a minute here cuz I I feel like I feel like Star Wars culture and video games they can they at least share some some they have to share common You fans. don't need to rationalize I would imagine it. literally I would everyone imagine there's, saw Star Wars. There's at least did they? And who, it is like the highest grossing movie of all time ever in the history of the world ever now, right? Dude, my girlfriend saw Star Wars and she's a total movie hipster. Mm-hmm. You know what she took mm-hmm. me uh, to uh, on on January 1st was The Hateful 8 in 70 millimeter. Was that good? Uh you're not. You're, I can't. I can't imagine you're that much of a Tarantino fan. Why wouldn't I be a Tarantino fan? I don't know. He's pretty, he's pretty like gruesome and graphic, and you're kind of a wuss. It was too gruesome and graphic, and I hate you. Yeah. No, I liked. Um, <laughs> I liked the one with John Travolta and Samuel Jackson. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was a good movie. I like Pulp Fiction. I didn't mind that's, that's Kill right. Bill. I didn't get into Kill Bill, but anyway, I'm just saying that was a deep cut. That was one. Of, that was a deep cut from Tarantino's library. I'm surprised you came up with that. Oh, both of those films. No, yeah. no, you... no, Pulp Fiction. I mean, that's such a that's such a niche movie. I yeah. mean, I'm surprised that you could think of that movie's name. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's quite the outlier. No, it's uh, Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2. And the the Nazi one, uh, the, what was it called? Uh, it was Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. And Bastard. it's a great I, movie. I loved Inglorious Bastards. It's a great movie. I really liked Inglorious Bastards. And Django Unchained, I never saw, but I can name it. So I basically that's, have seen it. That's impressive. That's how movies work. So he's only made eight movies or And something. Samuel L. Jackson was in that one too. What wasn't he in? Kill that's Bell. actually not true. He wasn't in that movie. But I totally got you because... Django Unchained? Samuel, yeah, he was. because yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's in every movie. Wait, I thought Samuel L. Jackson wasn't Django Unchained. He wasn't. I, so, so uh, anyway, uh, spoiler alert, folks, for, those of you, for the two of you that haven't seen Star Wars The Force Awakens yet, uh, we may talk about some spoilers like about how Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father who saw that coming whom whom saw that coming so let's talk about how Finn okay let's talk first of all let's talk about how the movie was the same as A New Hope wait, wait, which is I fine re- I really want to hear the end of that sentence let's which, talk it's coming. about how, it's coming okay all right, all right it's coming so so first of all let's t- let's talk about how it was and and no, I want I want to preface this by saying I am not complaining in the slightest. I loved the movie, but let's talk about how the movie was a New Hope, right? I mean, it was generally it generally followed the same story arc as a New Hope, which is totally fine because a New Hope was awesome, right? So um, that was fine. Uh, but now let's talk about how Finn had Finn had all of the worst characteristics of all of the original characters of Star Wars. And Ray had all of the best ones. <laughs> so Finn was basically like a bumbling idiot, and Ray was a hyper badass, right? She was a pilot. She was she's force attuned. Um, she she has incredible reflexes. She knows exactly what to do at all times, and she wins every fight. Finn is not a pilot. Can only shoot a rifle. And generally is a bumbling idiot. Like, he's like... She She has all the best parts of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. And he, he has none of them. He has none of those qualities. I did not like Finn. I did not care for him. Do you want, do you want to tell me why? Because of all the reasons you said. He was, he was, by and large, useless. He wasn't really a sympathetic character at all. Because the whole clone thing really just had uh, way too many... Way too many plot holes. Well, I don't think he was a clone. I think like, and and granted, I've only seen the movie once. I didn't read anything about it, but it it felt like the way that they set it up, he was 
like there were two types of soldiers. There was the clone army, and then there was this new army that was being genetically engineered and bred by that one captain on the planet. Oh, see, and, I, and was, I thought he was the clone army. So right, uh... and, and he was part of that group. He was part of like the actual human group, not the clone group. Um, but still, he was just kind of a bumbling idiot. And I don't think he like really like added a lot to the story. I mean, at least so he was whiny like Luke. He inherited that quality as well. Like like Luke was in the first movie. Luke obviously changed a little bit over the course of the series. But in the first movie, he was incredibly whiny and obnoxious. And Finn was very much like that as well. And then at the very end of the movie, the thing that got me was, we've only ever seen a Jedi hold a lightsaber, right? Yeah. Because that, yeah. in general, because in general, like to to your your layman, to me, to your average citizen. If you were holding a lightsaber, do you feel like you would instantly slice a piece of your body off? Yes, absolutely. Yes, exactly, right? And he gets up there as a guy who, from what from what I can tell, is not force-attuned at all. Because if, if he was, he is the worst Jedi. <laughs> but he gets up and he, he pulls out the lightsaber and he swings it around like he's been doing it for years. And granted, he does lose that fight, probably because the the bad guy that he is fighting has a lot more training than him, i.e. none. Or I should say, a.k.a. none. E.g. none. E.g. I would go E.g. none. Yeah, but uh, but still, he manages to like hold his own. I And I'm sorry, but but anger about, about Ray being on the ground, anger is not like the fuel that's going to allow you to go toe-to-toe with a Jedi with a lightsaber. That just doesn't make any sense. And... I'll save that till till after you comment on that. No, I, I I get it. I can excuse it because Finn was at least a soldier. So maybe at some point in his soldier training, he received sword training, let's say. Maybe not lightsaber, but a sword. And Kylo Ren did not receive... So he had been trained, but at the very end he summoned and the big bad guy, the giant dude, is is basically like, summon him to finish his training. So I don't know. Maybe he just shirked on the lightsaber part because he didn't feel like he needed that much training because it's like the superman argument right like superman would never win a legitimate fist fight because he's never had to learn how to throw a punch so because superman like right you punch him and he just kind of you hit him and he doesn't care so he's not he doesn't know jujitsu like batman is a way better fighter than superman because batman has to know kung fu and martial arts and all these things superman is just big guy strong man punch so maybe kylo ren just kind of skipped all the lightsaber training and figured, well, I'm the only Sith warrior. I've got a lightsaber. No one's going to come close to me. I don't really need to learn how to use it very well. And then that's what happened. That's my, I mean, (laughs) that's my rationalization. I I agree. I think I could excuse Rey being really good with her lightsaber because she's super force-attuned and is as good at using the force in two hours as Luke Skywalker was after three movies. But yeah, him fighting was pretty stupid. General general theory, I think, is that she is Obi Wan's granddaughter. Is that correct? Am I correct in in that fan theory? What? Ray? I think yeah. That I doesn't that make any like, sense. I don't know. That doesn't. It's I, impossible. Okay, so that's impossible. How is know, that fan I, theory? Jedi aren't allowed to fall in love per episode two. For some, that worked out really reason. well for for all of them. Well, uh, look, you don't have to be in love to have a kid. That's true. So we're getting we're getting real deep here. Like this is real talk now on uh, on game life balance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went so serious. Uh, yeah. And and the the so and the other thing. Can we talk about how like the villains were kind of weak? Like probably the weakest of all of the movies. I think. Yeah, I wasn't like Kylo. Like I think so. Darth Vader worked as this really big bad villain in the first couple of movies because you, one you never saw his face, so he really was this just like masked entity of evil, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he felt like evil incarnate in the first two movies. Whereas <clears throat> Kylo Ren is wearing a helmet for most of the movie. And then when he takes it off, instead of being something that maybe like... And the other thing that worked is that Darth Vader takes his, he takes his helmet off and he's like physically revolting, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's horribly scarred. He obviously can't breathe without the ventilator. Kylo Ren takes off his helmet and... Every girl in the theater got incredibly excited. Really? I know my wife did. Really? Yeah, I think it's his hair. Really? And also, 
Also, he's apparently like the main character of the show Girls, like the main love interest of the show Girls. Which really? Is, yeah, which is also a thing. So, yes, she thought he was gorgeous. I don't know. He was like, he was way too pretty for me as a villain and weepy. But I mean, I understand that's like his shtick. Like, I understand like what's going on in the story at the time to make him that weepy. But he was very weepy. Yeah. He also is introduced as a... He's... Like, you know he's going to live. He's not going to die in the first movie. You know... I don't know. There wasn't that big of a sense of danger, even though they ended up killing off a main character. I still... I don't know. There was something missing from the tension because of him. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, but overall, seriously, and especially compared to the most recent trilogy of movies... God. It was excellent. It was really, really good. And the action scenes, which is what, let's be honest, that's really what people go to Star Wars for, right? They were phenomenal. I will say the lightsaber battle is possibly my favorite lightsaber battle of the whole series. Yeah, because there wasn't there wasn't any weird gimmick. It was just, it was just, I agree with you. It was an excellent lightsaber duel. Yeah. Excellent. They weren't like flipping around and doing right. backflips and somersaults and random crap and whatever. It was just, and like they're using the environment. They kept cutting trees apart and branches yep. are falling down. It was super cool. And the lightsabers worked like you expected them to where like lightsabers, lightsabers to me have always been kind of a really weird thing. Like I can slice, you know, directly through this thing, but then I knock my lightsaber into like this metal wall of the ship and all these giant sparks come. I don't just slice through that for whatever reason. Instead, it just bounces off and crazy amounts of sparks fly off of it. Yeah. Well, that's because of the jewels involved in the lightsaber, but I won't get into mm-hmm. that because I know you've yeah. never built one no, for I yourself. You're, so. you're right. So Overall, I was super glad that I saw the movie. I'm like, I want to see it again because I do want to watch all those action scenes again because they were really. You really loved good. it that much? Interesting. I did. Yeah, yeah. I totally would see that movie again. I mean, I liked it a lot. I did. I, I, again, a step below A New Hope, definitely an homage, as it were. What were you going to say about the Finn thing? I said, I was saying Finn, but it's because I'm sick, oh. it probably, it probably came out as, as thin. Yeah, wait to let your baby get you sick. That's what chil- once children are in daycare, that is what they do. That is one of their sole purposes. Yeah. Listen, I'm dating a high school teacher, and she somehow has not gotten me sick. My coworkers got me sick for like a You're day. A high school student? What? What? My girlfriend teaches high school. What did I say? It doesn't matter. What did I say? I. We're gonna have to rewind the tape, Alex. My girlfriend teaches high schoolers. That's what uh-huh. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I am not dating a high schooler. Look, even if you were, I'm not going to pass judgment. I haven't dated a high schooler in two years, probably. It's been a long time. I'm sure she's 18. Well, most high schoolers are, John. Yeah, Yeah, they are. They're getting older. Well, I'm sorry you're sick, but I can't help you with that. Yeah, I really don't want you to. (laughs) Weird. Thanks for texting me, though, to tell me to take Zyrtec, because I really was having some hard times not... Like... I don't like when I get stuffy because that feels terrible, but almost worse was last Friday. I couldn't stop sniffling. It was as if my head were a fire hydrant that was run over by a truck and just water gushing out everywhere. I just kept, it was constantly sniffling or blowing my nose unless I was horizontal. And that's the worst. You and me, and then when you're horizontal, you can't breathe. Just you can't breathe, period, which is even worse. But you and I were playing a game on Saturday morning. Uh, We played some Risk of Rain. And you sounded worse when we were playing that game than I maybe have ever heard you sound over audio. Really? You, I thought you were dying. <laughs> so, like, I'm glad that it actually wasn't nearly as bad as what it sounded like to me. Well, I, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was recovering. The problem was I had some Zyrtec and that just takes me out. Yeah. Takes me out of the ballgame. Well, anyway, um... That was a wonderful little Star Wars tangent. So to get to the only topic that either of us can say, we, what we're going to do is we're going to have segments. Listener, listen up, listener. You need to tell us some segment ideas because I have none. And John, do you have any? I think we should brainstorm right now. I don't think so. Write down your top three segment ideas. Disagree with don't. that. I don't think we should brainstorm that right now. But we're going to have segments. It's a promise that I'm making 
unnecessarily. Also, by the way, fun fact, there is a live chat on our YouTube channel while we record this. Did you know this? No. Okay, so... Really? Yeah. So, my girlfriend... I almost don't... I almost don't want to look at it. Well, I do, because because my girlfriend told me after we recorded, she said she was walking home from work or on the train or something and got an email that we were broadcasting, so she actually watched part of our broadcast live. And she said, oh, yeah, in the chat room, somebody was saying that you should be on his podcast. So apparently somebody watched our show on YouTube and said the that we room. should be on their podcast, and I have no idea who that is or where to find those comments. Like, I'm clicking around right now, and I'm not... Pro- probably better off probably better off leaving a comment on a video if you actually want us to do something. I, I mean, imagine, right? it's... I don't know, man. I have no idea. YouTube is a weird place. They change everything. Google Google is a weird place. Is it? That's ultimately what it is. Yeah, it's, it's because it, it feels like it changes every single... Every time we log on, yeah. Every time we log on. It's yes. That's pretty obnoxious. So... Anyway, we basically don't know how to use the internet, as is the usual for any podcasts that we do. But uh, but here we are. So yeah, email us or whatever. You can go to gamelifebalance.us if you want to find lots of contact information for us and stuff. But anyway, in the future, we'll have more structured episodes. But as you can tell, I'm in a panic because this is new for us. And like I do a podcast on WGNRadio.com with Brian Noonan, but we just sit there and talk for an hour, and it's fine. But I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to have an actual conversation with you. Wait, we've been doing this for four years. Yeah, but we talked about video games before. Now that's but off we limits. Didn't. Now but we didn't. we're not allowed to talk about video games at all. We're not even allowed to mention them. I have to send. I have to bleep out you talking about Risk of Rain and me yeah, saying and gotta, it. And just, I just gotta bleep see, it out again, right? Yeah. All this. Uh, well, you mentioned that you were going to. Uh, you were going to like. We're going to do segments. Like that's what you, you said. You're going to say, "Are you are you going to call that like your New Year's resolution?" <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to call that my New Year's resolution. That's interesting that you would call that your New Year's resolution because, like, that feeds directly into what I was going to talk about this week. Seamless transition. <laughs> so. One of these times, it's like actually going to be a seamless transition, and it's going to be awesome. It's more seamless than somebody's. When I and, call somebody's it out. and somebody's going to listen to it. They're going to be like, "Man, these guys really know how to transition between topics." That was a little on the nose, probably. But anyway, do you do? Do you do? Uh, uh, New, New Year's, Year's resolutions? resolutions? Yeah, do you do them? Not, not in the traditional sense. In twenty, what the heck does that mean? Be, listen to me explain, and you will know. Allow yourself to be enlightened. In 2011, I want to say, or maybe 2012, I said on Facebook, this year is going to be my year. And I posted that, I think, every month or so for the first six months of the year. And that was legitimately the best year I had in many years. So it wasn't a resolution. It was just kind of a... An affirmation. Yeah, like an affirmation of, all right, this is the way it's going to be. And it, that's was, what... it was, I'm good enough... I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. That's what it was. I don't know what that's from. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like I me. I don't know what that's from. Anchor- just keep saying it. Keep saying it to yourself. An- just keep saying it to I'm yourself. Google I'm good it on enough. my phone. I'm do, good enough. Anyway. Do you so do you don't New tr- Year's resolutions? So, yeah. Um, the thing is, is I don't really, I don't really remember, like... By New Year's resolutions. Obviously, they really stuck with me, and they were really, you know, I've definitely done like the, like the traditional like I'm gonna give up soda type thing, and and uh, and but I real I realize now at, at this year <clears throat> when my when my wife and I made the resolution that we did that like I don't I don't I didn't really do it right. Like the things that I picked, they were they weren't really like better yourself type activities. But I feel like we kind of nailed it this year in terms of what our resolution is, and it actually it's kind of nice to make the resolution together. One, because there's somebody that's going to be holding you accountable, which is nice because when you're trying to change a habit, when you're trying to change a behavior, if it's a behavior you've been doing for a long time, it's probably very easy to slip back into that behavior, right? So having somebody hold you accountable, that's actually a very good thing, I think, if you're actually trying to change a behavior. For the whole year, though? That's such a long time. Humans live to be like 160 now. That's like the average lifespan. 
and wingspan. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, yeah. um, so what did the both of you decide on? So we decided that we were going to we were going to institute a bedtime, and we were going to institute a rule: no cell phones in bed. And so, so I don't know if I don't know like what your typical bed habits are with your girlfriend, but the way ours had always kind of been is that I do not need nearly as much sleep as my wife. Um, she she can sleep twelve hours a night. She really needs about 10 hours a night of sleep. Really? Yeah. I am a... I am a... I need about five hours of sleep a night. I should sleep to make myself function well. I should sleep about seven hours a night. So there's a pretty large disconnect there between the amount of sleep that we're getting. Right. Which kind of always meant that, uh, you know, like 8.30 would roll around and she would go up to bed. And I would stay up until like midnight to play video games. Most nights. Or do something else but I'd, I'd stay up very late dude that sounds like me and my girlfriend right so and and one of the things okay so, so i would stay up late play video games and that worked fine except that she always kind of complained that like i never went to bed with her like we were never going to bed at the same time and so i was like well that like i understand that i just i can't go to bed that early like i'm i can't do it which is not true because I've been doing it now and I've been doing it totally fine. But back when we were first talking about this, I was like, I, I just can't go to bed that early. I don't need that. Like, I don't need that much sleep. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm willing to try this. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. Um, one of the things that I really don't like is when we are in bed together, when you are on your cell phone or when I am on my cell phone and we're basically just on our cell phones in bed. We may just be laying next to each other. But like, it. there's no... There's no, like, dialogue. There's no intimacy or anything there when we're just sitting on our cell phones, right? And I was like, I don't really like that that much. And she said, okay, well, let's let's institute a bedtime and let's say no cell phones at bed. I was like, all right, I can I can try this. Let's do it. So um, we have, we've instituted 10 o'clock at night bedtime. Um, so that's in bed by 10 p.m. And then no cell phones in bed. And that's only during the week. Weekends are kind of fair game for whatever you want to do because of the weekend. You should have less responsibility. But, obviously, this sounds like it's going to cut into my video game playing time. Because up until this point, it's always been, wife goes to bed, I get to go play video games. Wife goes to bed, I get to go play video <laughs> you games. You get to and go was, play video games. I like that was kind of our... That was kind of, well, when you have a kid, I mean, it really is like that. No, I know. Because you're, Dude, you're, when, busy, you're busy taking care of the kid. Even so. when you don't have a kid, it sometimes feels like I'm alone. Yeah. It's alone time. It's your alone time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I, I was now like, like that. My initial thought, my initial selfish thought was that, well, this is sad because I'm not going to be able to play as many video games now, and that's sad to me. Um, and I was like, I got to figure out like a way to continue to keep playing video games, keep this hobby. So I decided what I was going to try to do is I'll try to go to bed at like nine or nine thirty, and I'm going to set my alarm for five and see what happens. And the first day I didn't wake up because five a.m. is really early. But the second day I went to bed at 9 and fell asleep like at 9.15 or 9.30, I had set my alarm for 5 and I woke up and I was instantly awake and completely awake. And what that let me do was between 5 and 7 o'clock, because my son doesn't wake up until 7, 7.15 usually, what that let me do was go down. I had the coffee pot set for 4.45, so it was made when I woke up, got my big cup of coffee, went downstairs and played video games for two hours. And so I got to sit around and I got to have a couple of cups of coffee, play video games for a couple of hours, and it was awesome. And I've done that almost every single weekday since then. It's sweet. And it's the added benefit of going to bed together. Yeah, that's really awesome. I kind of hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this because I don't want her to suggest that. It's super... It, well, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't... It's certainly not for everybody. But the reason why I feel like it worked... Like, I've talked to people about New Year's resolutions before... And the people that don't do them, or the people that that don't believe in them, whatever, say the general the general like saying is, "Oh, that's just silly." Like if you just if you need to like change something, just change it. But like, my counter to that is there's a there's a lot of like self destructive behaviors that people participate in that they don't want to, but they do because they're like they're easy or because they they feel good or whatever. Yeah. Right. And like by having a a formal event, a formal, it's the first of the year. I've always wanted to change this. I've all, like, I've always thought it'd be a better idea to do it this, this way. 
it's going to be hard to do, but I don't want to do that. By having a formal event, a formal time for it, it I feel like it makes it a, a bigger deal. And by making it a bigger deal, it makes it more important to you to, to, do, to do correctly, to do well. So that's why I've, I've always thought that New Year's resolutions are kind of a good thing. And by doing it with somebody else, I think it makes it even better. Because like, I could easily just lazily be like, no, I'm just not going to like go to bed at 8 tonight. Or I'm just not going to go to bed at 9 tonight or 9.30, I mean. But, you know, my wife is there and she's going to call me out on that. Because she's doing it too. And her favorite thing is to have the phone in bed and she can't have the phone. So, like, she's doing it. So why am I not doing it, right? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's allowed me to play video games in my... I'm like super awake at work because I've gotten three cups of coffee. Like I just feel like I get my day going three better. Three cups of coffee? Good Lord. I'm a one cup guy. If I have more than one cup of coffee, I get all freaked out. You also get drunk off of one drink. Yeah. Well, I'm sensitive. You are very sensitive. So. That's why you don't like Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't dislike Quentin Tarantino movies. I didn't like the, the Hateful Eight was too violent. Do I need to see somebody's head literally get blown off by a gun in 70 millimeter? Not really. What does that do for me? How does that make my life better? I mean, because it's awesome. He has this this gore humor, but I it's not my thing. It's not my thing. It's it's not his best. My girlfriend enjoyed it much more than I did. I wasn't into it. It, it was it wasn't bad. Like I didn't dislike it, but I I got to the end and I I didn't think to myself that I had seen anything special. And I f- okay. feel like Quentin Tarantino has made movies that felt kind of special in a way before, like. The Inglorious Bastards and obviously Pulp Fiction. And to a degree, Kill Bill. I didn't get as into Kill Bill as other people did, but... Uh. Anyway, to what you were saying about resolutions, back to that. So, so you... So the only re- the only resolution that you've made in the past couple of years has been your Stuart Smalley a- affirmation? That's been it? My what? Stuart Smalley. That's I, the guy that you were that you were looking for. The name you were looking for. It's not. For I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and people like me. Well, no. Well, my thing is, though, so I was raised Catholic, so I still participate in Lent. Oh, so you're already giving up something every year. Yeah, I and I... I or go, self-flagellating. Are you self-flagellating? What does... Does that mean fart? Am I farting? By yourself. That's... As punishment. Seems like a long way to say the word fart. R- right, right. Yeah, but that's... You know how Catholics are. Like, they have to have a long way to do everything. Yes, I know how Catholics are. Right. That's true. Well, Like, I, why have a one-hour wedding when you can have an hour and 45 They're not wedding, that right? long. What is with people bitching about Catholic weddings? They're not that long. Why have a one-hour Christmas service when you can have a one-hour and 45-minute Christmas service? You didn't right? have a Catholic wedding. Yours was 45 minutes at least. It was, it was like a half an hour. It was not a half an hour. Yeah, it was like 45 minutes. I was standing there. You were not. I think I would know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah? There you go. You got to do stuff like read vows. I just had to look at you and the back of your brother's head. Longingly. Which which long. is a glorious head, I will say. The back of his head, excellent back. If I had to look, Top 10. Top 10 back of heads. If I had to look at the seen? back of the head of anyone in the wedding party, it would be your brother. And that's how that happened. But I'll let him know. I think I'll be flattered. Please, please do. I, I hope will. he's flattered and not self-flagellating. No, you are self-flagellating this as a Catholic during Lent. I don't think that's what I do because I give up too many things to allow my body the time to self-flagellate. Okay. So you, but you are used to like giving, you're used to altering a behavior. But I go hardcore for Lent. One year I gave up all alcohol and soda and hard drugs and soft drugs and trafficking drugs and selling drugs. Is that included in trafficking, actually? You should... I think so. Okay. Usually you're only, I mean, you're only like required to give up one thing. Right? You're not required kind of... to give anything up. My sister usually volunteers, for example, because my mom says you just have to do something to make yourself better. So you can either give something up or you can do something extra. That sounds like a cheap cop out fake, fake thing. You got to give something up. You got to make it hurt. If you volunteer at a soup kitchen an hour. Trust like me, I was raised week, Catholic. You got to make it hurt. I'm just saying, if you're giving up your time, then it's, you're contributing. You know what I'm saying? Does it hurt you to do that? No. No. Give up something you love. Give up something you're passionate about. Oh, you love volunteering? Give up volunteering. That's what Lent is about. Maybe I'll give up this podcast for Lent. Man, I could use that break. (laughs) Wait, when is Lent? What would you use that break for? Hang on. It's 40 Sundays, right? 
Lent is 40 it's, Sundays it's 40 long. 40 Sunday, yes. Jesus was in the desert for 40 Sundays. 40 Sundays. I think that's, that's that how works. that works. No, but did you did you know? Well, and uh, I'm usually bad at the meat thing, though. I will tell you that. I always forget the meat thing. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, up here, and maybe it's different in the cities because you're such like a cosmopolitan place, so many different cultures kind of mishmashing that it's not... Uh, focused upon so much there's a lot of white people in minnesota like minnesota real white maybe not like downtown minneapolis and st paul but like we're really waspy waspy yeah white anglo-saxon protestants really waspy up here sure and so everybody has a fish fry like it's really hard to miss when lent is going on because like the house down the street has a billboard that goes up that says fish fry here on friday night that's not true i just moved here i don't know if that's true maybe it's true but you you can't go a block without finding a fish fry. So See, yeah, so, and that was so a, that, that's more, a very clear like. Oh, by the way, you should be like, you should be looking at this on Friday because it's Friday and you should be eating meat. So here's the fish fry. Yeah, and I was the same way. The one year I lived in Chicago when I had cable television, the year that I lived with two women, so of course I had to have it. Yeah, girls, I said it. You have to have cable TV. It's true. They've got to watch their Lifetime. Women need their cable TV. They need their TLC. They love the TLC. Women love the TLC. Some Hallmark Channel on the side. I'm telling you, man. Girls, am I right? Right. Women be shopping. Home Shopping Network. They do be shopping. Can't tell me women don't be shopping. So women, so the girls, I had cable. And I knew that, if, that I always had to remember because that was when the McDonald's commercials came out. So I, I was reminded of the fish on Friday's thing because the whole like, give me, give me that big fish. That thing. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That commercial stuck with you. That commercial was great. Don't, was great commercial. don't tell me. No, it did. Ex- it did exactly what it was supposed to. Tell me neither that that commercial was great, was not great, nor that women don't be shopping. I do. It's true. Women be shopping. No, you're right. Women, so, women be shopping. But I'm looking. I, Lent is feels very early in the year. I always feel like I'm four weeks in the year, and suddenly, oh, Lent is happening because that's how time works. Assuming a linear progression of time and space. Well, you could really compound that, and you could do Lent. On top of your New Year's resolution. No, no, no. What usually happens is... Because they would happen concurrently. What usually happens is I'll give up something during Lent, and then at the end of Lent, I I don't splurge. I, it's not like I'll give up chocolate shakes, and then the day, the, you know, on Easter Sunday, go buy you 10 chocolates. You have six chocolate shakes. Right, no, no, I don't do that. I Usually, I the habit just kind of sticks, and it's like you. Once you have the habit, it's, I mean, when, it's the same with anything. Once you've got a habit, it's easy to keep going. You know, yes, the absolutely. hardest the hardest part about working out at the gym is starting the routine. It's the yes. hardest part of any routine. And once I'm in a routine, I'm very, very momentum-based. And if I give up soda for 40 days and 40 nights... You can just keep going. I Pretty much. At, yeah. least, at least for a couple months or a month yeah. or a few weeks or a day or an hour. At least an or hour. Or heroin. Heroin? Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I did for my 30th birthday last year, right? Don't tell me heroin. No, it was on Easter. Did I tell you this? You talk, I, I don't remember if you're I talked not, about this on the heroin. podcast. I don't know. Well, not, what did you do? Not this podcast, obviously. My birthday was Saturday, April 4th, and I went to Rockford, and my parents, we went We went to church with my parents. My girlfriend, I took my girlfriend back to Rockford because Sunday, you know, big Easter dinner. Well, Saturday we went to Mass to get Mass out of the way. Like at, in the evening? Yeah, Saturday evening so you were mass. there from like you, 6 to 11? Yeah, because Lent, uh, according to the Catholic rules that my family subscribes to, Lent ends with the Easter vigil. So if you go Saturday night, then Lent is over for you. Okay. I don't know if that's a universal Catholic thing or not. Uh-huh. But I've, I don't know. That's how I we operate. They, I think that's another made-up rule. I don't know. My mom had four kids, so maybe she caught a corner. I don't know. But she's a pretty good Catholic, so I don't know. Yeah. But we, so we went to Mass on Easter Saturday, and it was three hours. It was literally the longest Mass I have ever been to in my life. And I'm not even exaggerating by a hair. I had never been to one over two hours. It was three hours. Like I said, you got to make it hurt. I was beside myself. I mean, by the end, the only way I was able to stay entertained was that all of the programs, because they hand out programs in mass, uh-huh. all of the programs 
inexplicably were printed in Spanish, even though we went to in a church where every everyone in the church was was white and seemed to be English speakers. But for some reason, it was in Spanish. So I read along with the Spanish as they were doing the readings and the prayers and everything. And that was fun for me because I learned a couple Spanish words. Good for you. You bettered yourself during mass. That's what they're going for. Yeah, I learned that diestro is hand, hand, but like hand of God, not like palm of hand. It's not a word anyone uses. It's like the biblical word for hand. And I remember... It's a a more important hand. Yes. I remember that it's diestro because I thought of destro from G.I. Joe, who had a chrome body and he had a hand that could crush you. Like my right hand would be my would be my diestro. Yes, diestro. Right. I don't know why I did the Italian like, <laughs> you, thing with my hand. Uh, diestro, mamma mia, the diestro. Be, I don't know, but uh, Luigi, Luigi. Yes, and Mario, Luigi, Luigi, Mario, Luigi, Mario, Cody, Goff, Mario is actually my full name. <laughs> Never before revealed on this podcast. But well, so is that all you gave up? Or is that all you're doing? So that's your, those are your New Year's resolutions. It's no big, phones I mean, in bed, a, early bedtime. I, yeah, it's, it's a pretty significant change for both of us. Right. Because she was used to being on her phone for a good long time at, in bed, and I was very used to staying up. So, so when you get in bed, do you read? Yep. You read a book? Yep, that's the new thing. Okay. I, I think I'm reading the wrong book for that right now because I'm reading Thomas Bernhardt. Have you ever read him? Okay. So this particular book has no it's just one it has no words yes there are no pages it is 150 page paragraph there are no indentations or line breaks or chapters it is just continuous so i haven't read like literary works in a very long time this kind of sounds like one and those are not books Books that require analysis, books that require an, a, a, a lot of deep thought, are not what we are reading generally mm. before we go to bed. This because... isn't required. No, it, it, this, it doesn't require deep thought. It's just the writing style is a little unique. Ob- obtuse. Unique. Okay. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Right. So it's it's more just that. Like, we need, like, well, I don't know what Casey needs. I don't know what she's reading, to be honest. But I need a book that I can fall asleep during the middle of, because that's kind of what happens. And then wake up and not feel like I generally missed something. If I'm going to read a meteor book, it is generally on vacation. It is on a time where I'll be reading for for enjoyment. I'm not saying that reading in bed isn't enjoyment, but it's it's a different... I really do fall asleep in the middle of whereas when I'm like on a plane or something, I can be much more focused on the book that I'm reading. Same here. And I hate the idea of reading so the reason I mentioned the one paragraph thing is it's it's hard to find a stopping point and it's harder it's hard to pick up when you don't remember exactly where you were. So you end up rereading a lot. And I hate yeah. rereading stuff. I, I like I hate rereading stuff. Part of the reason I never got back to book five of Game of Thrones or the Song of Ice and Fire series is because I got 300 pages in and I, I, part of me thinks I have to reread it to know what's going on because I'm on some Davos chapter. What's his name? Davos, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on a Davos chapter and I read it and within two paragraphs he has mentioned 35 characters and I don't remember who any of them are or they're a code name for people I forgot about and I like refuse to go back a chapter and read it because it just, it drives me crazy to reread stuff. So yeah, this is a whatever literary it doesn't require that much thought and analysis it's it's actually i think a pretty easy read there's only been a, like two vocabulary words i've had to look up and Ooh. i usually have to look up a lot of vocab words when i'm reading something advanced and okay. so it's it's hard to pick up and i'm the same way yeah I, I don't want to fall asleep in the middle so i need a book i need so you're saying i should read what you read and just read trashy romance novels that's exactly what i read okay my brother got me dune for christmas I hear that book's really good. You haven't read it? No. That shocks me. Yeah, it's like classic science fiction. But I, I'll, I'll be honest. I like I like long sci-fi books, but I much, I much more enjoy uh, short story sci-fi than I do long fiction. Not that I think Dune is that long, but I much more enjoy short stories. Well, when it comes to sci-fi and horror. What are you reading now? Right now, I'm reading a book. Um, uh, it's in the. It's 
it's book one of the Melazon series, which is a very famous fantasy series. Um, I can't even remember the author right now off the top of my head, but it's called In the Garden of the Moon, I think. He write the the author. I'm gonna have to because now I <laughs> I feel like it. It's Malazan Book of the Fallen is the name of the series, um, and it's Steve Erickson is the author, and Gardens of the Moon is the first book, and it's a fantasy. So you know how you know how uh, George R. R. Martin's fantasy world is. It's relatively not supernatural, generally grounded in reality. Yeah, more political. Right. So he is much more of a supernatural fiction writer. So, like, there are different warring uh, warring city-states. There's an empress who is trying to basically take over this entire nation. And there are different mages that hold power because of how... That, are, that basically hold power because of how much power they can channel through themselves. Uh, they, could, they each have, like, a different attunement to a different plane of existence. Um... Called they're basically planes though, like in Magic the Gathering type planes, um, and or in D and D type planes, and they can channel the energy of these planes to. And there's also a god associated with every plane, and the gods are real, so they can intervene with stuff as well. Uh, and they're, I don't know, they're they're interesting. Like it's it's very, it's totally different. It's a fantasy series that is totally different than George R. R. Martin. So it's kind of nice change of pace. Okay. Well, I will add that to my list of books I will never consider reading because I don't want to have anything in common with you. Yeah, I don't really actually want to talk to you about it. That's good. I mean, I did spend all afternoon or most of my afternoon on my second monitor at work rewatching the full speed run of Final Fantasy IV from Awesome Games Done Quick 2016, which oh, is... We didn't- we didn't get a chance to talk about it. We should talk about that next week. What? That was really fun. Awesome games done quick or just the speedruns? Yeah. Awesome games done quick. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, speedruns in general. But awesome games done quick because we both got to watch quite a bit of it. Uh, I don't know if we both got to watch quite a bit of it, but I tuned in for parts. I donated. Yeah. Did you donate? Not this year. Ah. Uh, no, not this, not this session. Yeah, I don't usually. Uh, last year, summer games done quick. So, in listener, we're talking about a speedrunning marathon maybe we'll talk about it more next week yeah and we, we i won't get super into it. i'm just gonna say it's seven for seven days there's a bunch of people get together in a hotel ballroom or something and they brought uh, they broadcast speed runners basically beating games in freakishly freakishly short amounts of time i.e someone will beat the original final fantasy in eight minutes it's supposed to take 10 hours but they beat it in eight minutes. So stuff like that. And um, they exploit glitches, things like that. It's awesome. And But they raise money th- for the whole event, for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So fun fact, during the event, d- depending on what run it is, they'll have a different donation incentive. Like if you donate during the Mega Man block, you c- you're entered for a raffle to win a Mega Man merchandise. Or the Zelda block, you're entered to win Zelda merchandise. So last summer, during Gen Con, when we were at the World's Largest Gaming Convention... I had alarms set on my phone because I couldn't tune in to Summer Games Done Quick since it was during Gen Con, but I had alarms set on my phone, so when it got to the block where I wanted a donation incentive, I pulled it up on my phone and I donated just to enter the raffle at that time, even though I couldn't check it out. I And then I found 20 bucks. It's a good end of that story. Thank you. I thought so as well. Well, this was fascinating. We talked about Star Wars and New Year's resolutions and Lent and my sexuality. Yeah, I think we can probably, I think we can probably leave it, leave it there. So, uh, viewer, as usual, thank you very much. We have lots of closing text. What is wrong with you? There's so many you do things. It. You do it. Then. No, you're going to do it. But first, I have to promote the Gunna Geek Network. Uh, we are part of that. We're part of the Gunna Geek Network listener and that means that we're one of the many wonderful podcasts on the gun and geek network which has many very cool people who are very very awesome and other things that start with the adverb very or is an adjective adverb is an adjective isn't it no it's an adverb is very can you look up whether very is an adverb for me isn't isn't very just an adjective very i just typed it in google 
Uh, Very is a British online retailer with headquarters in Speak, Liverpool. The brand was launched in the UK in early July 2009 as part of Shop Direct Group. Okay, so Very is neither an adverb nor an adjective. It is a British online retailer. So there we go. Anyway, um, listener, I want to tell you a little bit about a couple podcasts on the Gun and Geek Network this week before we wrap up. First off is Gallifrey Public Radio, which is a Doctor Who podcast. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Jonathan has seen some of it, but isn't as big of a fan as I am because he hasn't seen it twice, to my knowledge. I've watched six episodes. Okay. So in Gallifrey Public Radio, go to gunnageek.com to check out episode 169, The Year of the Woman. And on this week's episode, they're joined by Alyssa of Whovian Feminism. They discuss the program's legacy, accusations of misogyny, and the representation of women both on camera and behind it. I read that to punish myself for saying that women be shopping earlier. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and on Nerd Alert News, which is a newer show on the Gunna Geek Network, which is awesome, by the way. On Nerd Alert News, episode 17, Science is Great. In this episode, Chris discusses the upcoming Star Trek USPS stamps. It's U.S. Postal Service for our Canadian listeners, e.g. Stephen Jondrew, the owner of the Gunna Geek Network. In this episode, Chris discusses upcoming Star Trek U.S. Postal Service stamps, TNT killing the Titans TV series, just how huge Netflix has gotten, and a rumor Ewan McGregor might be returning to the Star Wars universe. I think I heard that rumor. Maybe I didn't. The Featured Story this week covers some interesting science as a sperm switch has been invented that allows for a reversible form of male birth control. I don't I know that. what that means. Do you? I saw, I saw that, yeah. And it actually, it's a mechanical switch that you flip. Like, not it's not outside of your body. Like, on it's, your, it, it, is it Bluetooth? Like, it, like, you swipe left if you want no, to be able to. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, do you want somebody to hack your ball sack? It, you yeah. genet, so you swipe left to genetic no, jackhammer mecha- you swipe. No, it's a mechanical left. switch. There's, like, a button, and you reach down, and it's probably in your taint. And you probably <laughs> press on your taint. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the switch is at, but you, you have to flip a switch, and that makes it work this and makes it stop working. Sounds awful and like something that you should turn and tune into Nerd Alert News to hear all of that on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com, where we are syndicated in addition to many other places. John, why don't you. Such as WGN Plus. Take that part. I've put the closing text in our chat box. I know. I'm ready for it. Are you so, ready? Is your body ready? So, as usual listener we would like to say thank you very much for listening to the game life balance us podcast the american edition of the game life balance podcast please like share and subscribe if you enjoy this episode and leave us a review if you really want to make our day it would really make our day it actually would uh itunes reviews are always a really good way to gain visibility so if you can leave us a review on itunes or any other pod tunes store that there is i'm sure the google play store can you leave reviews on that yet we will be available on the google play store once they post their podcasts but they haven't launched that yet but we we are we have been approved and submitted and approved and it says we'll go live when they go when they do with that but we're on stitcher so you can you can give us that review though on uh on itunes and that's really helpful um you can find us on Gunna Geek Network, as Cody had said, at GunnaGeek.com or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at WGNPlus.com. Uh, you can learn more at Game Life Balance, including contact information, links uh, links to our sister show in Australia at GameLifeBalance.us. Yeah, please check out the sister show in Australia to help rationalize them letting us use their name. <laughs> it's a pretty good name. I'd love to give them a big bump in traffic. And they have segments! The Australian version of this podcast has segments. Well, soon, after your New Year's resolution goes through, we're going to have segments, too. Well, they do a trivia segment, but we can't do a trivia segment because they already do a trivia segment. And we already stole their name. I don't want to steal their segments, too. They have a, they actually have a really good podcast. It's really entertaining. So I have a really good idea for a segment, though. You do. What if we did trivia? Trivia. <laughs> 